morning of Armageddon is gaslighting instead of keeping people calm, says Nikki Haley. As Russia struggles on the battlefield, North Korea fires off ballistic missiles and saber rattles. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on these stories, as well as Defense Secretary Austin ordering the renaming of military bases with Confederate ties. Well, they stripped all my followers to zero, and then they executed their kill machine. Suspended. Dr. Peter McCullough talks about the danger in shutting down opposing viewpoints. And then Politico says, if Hunter Biden gets indicted, there's an upside for Joe. Now the question is, is this all by design, friends? Show host, analyst, Greg Balden has the details. It's all next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the lies and deceit and bring forth real talk from real people about real news providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour this is viewpoint this sunday welcome to the weekend news magazine viewpoint this sunday it is malcolm out loud here there's a whole lot going on in the news cycle. Uh, my fellow Americans, welcome into Viewpoint this Sunday here. We're going to start right up top of the program here with uh, some big stories uh, internationally, and that is with these comments about uh, Armageddon. Uh, and uh, let's bring on right now Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins us. He's retired. He's the president of London Center for Policy Research and a CIA-trained intelligence operations officer. Uh, always appreciate uh, your perspective, uh, Tony, and just appreciate you being here, brother. Always great to join you, Malcolm. And uh, it, it just seems like every time we talk, it, it, everything gets a bit more tense, and it's very tense right now. So. It is. That's a, that's a good opening bell right there. It's it's a wacky cycle, and every week it's it's weirder and weirder. Sorry. So let's start with the Armageddon business. So Nikki Haley, uh, I comment on her because she called it gaslighting uh, instead of keeping people calm. Uh, and right. she said it's very unproductive. Every time he speaks, speaking of Biden, it's just unproductive because on one side, you're putting fear in Americans, which is not helpful. And it really questions his leadership on the other side. What do you think with Putin? Does he go there? Does he play that piece? Is this all just a buildup of nonsense? What, what's happening? So during the Cold War, we recognized that uh, the Russians were highly paranoid. Sound familiar? Uh, the Soviets were very territorial and very concerned based on their experiences of having been invaded multiple times. And to understand Putin, you must understand Russia and why it, they as a people and he as an individual are as paranoid as they are. Malcolm, the way Biden has approached this and the things he said has only expanded and enhanced Putin's paranoia. Just saying. So if you wanted to ensure that you're going to put us on the road of war, that's the way you do it. And that's what Biden did. And uh, I, since Biden, I don't believe, is in charge, I don't believe he can think for himself to any great degree, I think he was told to say it. I think he just parroted what he was told to say. And I see this, uh, this uh, amalgam of uh, neocons mm -hmm. and uh, the, the 
Democrats who were using Ukraine as a money laundering waypoint mm. as the ones really pushing for this war. Uh, there are no direct interests in Ukraine. We just don't have them. And uh, the more we put ourselves in there, we send in special forces, we assist in the targeting of, uh, of uh, Russian ships, the more you're inflaming Putin's paranoia and the more you're increasing, we're increasing the chances for nuclear exchanges. And that's yeah. just the way it is. So you that's interesting, Tony. I, I really is. I mean, the way you say this is all strategic in nature and you see this is the neocon, this is the war machine rampant. I do. I absolutely wow. do. Let's talk about what the benefits of that would be to these folks. Uh, I mean, do they, in their <laughs> minds, do they have this isolated at that point, or does this I, I, become what it could be? Let me summarize it for you in three words. I'll get to three. You know, I'm not going to be Joe Biden. Two words is three words. Malcolm, it's <laughs> build back better. That's what this is all about. Uh, the the Democrats and Biden are trying to defend this momentum towards bringing uh, the world into the build back better arena. Putin and others are fighting it. I, and um, I think uh, the, the belief is on the left, and that includes all lefts, not only our country's left, but all the all the country's right, lefts. Right. If we end up getting into a war and things get blown up, so what? We'll be in charge and we'll get to basically justify the need to do the World Economic Forum's reimagining mm. of capitalism. Mm. That's what this is still all about. Mm. And I think uh, they're trying to use Putin as a convenient foil to push that agenda. And they do believe, Malcolm, yeah, if we go to war, people die, so what? We'll still survive and we'll be the ones in charge. And I, that's the only way I can explain mm. to put some rational framework on their current behavior. Uh, North Korea, this, you know, every time North Korea goes on like this, Kim Jong Un, I always get the sense that he wants to be in the action. He's he's like a little spoiled. This is my, I, I don't know what you think, but this is my sense. He's like a small child that he wants to be in on all of this fame going on and be part of it. So he shots, shoots off some missiles and does some other things to uh, shake the cage out there with Japan and Asia. Uh, is that what this is, just saber rattling sort of thing? Or do you think he is uh, that l uh, lunacy that he would literally go ahead and unleash one of these on uh, South Korea or Japan or something? So I do believe that if he's told to do that, he will. Remember, um, okay. Un, uh, Kim Jong-un is a client and client state of the People's Republic of China. Uh I just don't believe for a minute that he does much without Z's direct approval in some form. And uh, whenever the Chinese want something done to send a message, uh, he does it. And I think this was indeed, to your point, sable rattling. Mm -hmm. Indeed, it, it was meant to get our attention regarding South Korea, Japan, and even Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii can be reached as well as I think even some areas of Alaska. So this was this was meant to do what it did is to remind people that he has nuclear weapons, he has missiles that could probably deliver them, and those delivery systems could go as far out as Hawaii, and that is something that we that uh, is something to be concerned about. I've even spoken uh, to Tulsi Gabbard about this issue. This was something she was concerned about when she was a congresswoman. So, uh, but I do believe it's done in context, Malcolm, with the larger strategic efforts of China and Russia 
uh, in their efforts. I think this is coordinated by their side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're saying that all things are connected. Is what you're. I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly. It. So none of this is accidental. Basically, right. Um, it, it's historically when you look historically, we're sort of playing these cards again, aren't we? We've uh, learned lessons and we've understood how to deal with this sort of thing before. But and these issues are global. And uh, look, I, I was on uh, GB uh, on, on on GB News on on Great. Uh, British news this morning talking about this. The world is recognizing that these issues are something that uh, it's not just affecting the United States. Uh, it's it's across the board. And um, it's all about chaos. I think the, the common right. feature is right. is chaos. And, and the policies that the left put forth and instill always result in uh, minorities hating minorities, uh, women hating men, uh, boy, I, 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 that would be a sight, wouldn't it, Malcolm? A, 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 a an army of cat ladies moving across the globe angrily. That would be uh, something mm. to watch, and, and the left would encourage that. So I'm just, I'm trying to put a little bit of a hum humorous point on something the left mm -hmm. always does, yeah. and that's what they're doing now. It's a form of Marxism. So yeah, it is division 101, right? And they play that card. You're so right, which is why they always play the the racist or the trans card or whatever they can play. Uh, you're exactly right. There's always yeah. a war going on in the the social order of things, is what we're saying, and that really is the breakdown of society, which has been building for some time. Uh, and uh, which uh, on that point, Tony, uh, let me keep moving along here because sure. back to your point about being connected. Uh, it's an interesting perspective when you look at what uh, Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin is just signing off on, which we're speaking of the cancer culture now, the renaming of our military bases back home here. Yeah. I mean, there was talk about this a couple few years ago, but I don't think a lot of people realize they were that serious about it. And they're damn well serious to the point that they're now doing it. They're talking nine army posts are being renamed. You've got ships being renamed. You've got, I mean... It's out of control, really. You can't even call sports teams what they've been called for, you know, 50 years or 80 years. So those are all changing. Uh, it looks like the cancel culture has uh, is winning this particular round. It's a war against the First Amendment and against uh, basically it's rewriting history. I had to do an editorial on this for our local paper here in, in uh, Chihuahua County a few weeks ago. And the bottom line is this, as far as I'm concerned, history is history. You should not be able to reach out and retouch it because to the, the, the feature you were getting to, Malcolm, hmm. regarding the chaos is well documented in a book called 1984. Hmm. And, uh, hmm. you know, the, apparently the Democrat leaders read that and, and took it to be hmm. a, a how-to manual rather than a warning to not do stuff. And that's what you're seeing here. Hmm. You're rewriting history. You're basically trying to control the future by controlling the past. That's what this is. Mm. And I, I can't put too small a point on that, but that's what exactly happens in, in the, the Orwellian and Orwell's novel, 1984. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Marxist state is constantly at war and they're constantly rewriting history to suit their, their current needs of justifying whatever acts they're doing politically. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on here. Uh, this is not about trying to remove the history of, of 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 racism. This is simply trying to remove the history of the Democrats' role <laughs> as as being the ones who started the Civil War 
and we're the promoters of of slavery. That's what it is all about. Yeah, well, and I've actually a, said, you know, I I'd like seeing those those yeah. monuments because it reminds yeah, me that we defeated right. the, the the South, we defeated slavery, and we should always be reminded of that. And that's why the left wants to get rid of them to get rid of their own history. Well, between 1984 and the rules for radicals, uh, Alinsky, I think you sum it up pretty well, don't you? Yeah, and and yeah, so and I'm I'm fundamentally against the the name changes. I, I'm I'm disappointed, but not surprised that Secretary Austin mm. is doing this uh, again. I full just you know I think your audience probably knows this. I have I worked for him in combat. He was a brigadier general mm-hmm. when I was there as one of the senior uh, operatives in Afghanistan in 2003 and 2004. Right. Uh, I remain completely disappointed by his inability to to provide effective leadership. Well, let me ask you this, Tony. Uh, Guys like Austin and others, though, aren't they just becoming part of the machine here? I mean, they I'm guessing and, you know, Austin well enough to know if he's a good guy or not. Personally, I don't. Well, but I'm guessing that a lot of these cats like him, they're going up against a machine. And I think a lot of them are succumbing to the machine and they're going along with whatever. Again, back to things being connected. Uh, is, th- is there something to that or or does Austin have the wherewithal to push back on something like this? <laughs> uh, clearly, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be clear here. Austin was selected because of his pliability right. to the political whims of the left, not because of his military genius. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that was apparent when he did this whole witch hunt, looking for "quote unquote" uh, white supremacists in, mm-hmm. in the ranks, yeah. uh, which went nowhere, by the way. Yeah. And uh, except to harass people, his complete yeah. and utter commitment, right? Even now to the vaccine mandates, which is like. Apparently didn't get the memo. The uh, the COVID uh, outbreak is done. But again, it's not being done uh, to, to inoculate people from COVID. It's for control. Interesting. And so yeah. he's more than happy to maintain that as a method of control. You, you'll get me thinking, I, I don't know if listeners picked up on that, but uh, when you, it just makes a lot of sense. You use the word pliable. Uh, you know, you can use that word to a lot of the central figures now in government. You're so right, Tony. So right. They're very pliable uh, to yep. the situation, and which uh, what I'm saying is, I, and I've noticed this, but I, you just put the finger on it uh, that connected it for me because what I've noticed is there's a, there's a lack of leadership everywhere. There's not real strong leaders with the fortitude to be able to do the things that need to be done. Uh, they're very pliable, and that that's that's all intended as well. Uh, I'm sure, huh? I believe so. I, I mean, that's why these that's why you have a lot of folks selected. For senior positions when they're on the left, you had uh, right. Jim Clapper, uh, who was completely pliable to the, the whims of the left. Hmm. You have uh, Tony Blinken. Blinken is like the ultimate Gumby. I mean, for goodness sake, you, can, you, you basically you could ask him to go out there and as, as, as secretary of state and declare that the uh, United States is made of, uh, of, uh, of cookie dough. And he'd go out there and say it. he would. So it, it's just that insane. And that's what these people are. They're committed first to a political ideology yeah. of destruction of, of this chaos over their commitment and oath to the American people. Yeah. Leading up to the midterms now, are Americans awake at the wheel? What do you and what do you think? I mean, with everything you just well, laid out, what do you think every, coming in now to 2022? What, what are we looking at? Why? Well, everything is manipulated. Remember that all everything is right. uh, is right. is. Uh, curated so yeah. yeah she's laying the groundwork for what we're seeing now regarding hunter biden i believe they're going to use hunter 
and his ill-gotten gain, which is connected to, to Joe Biden, right. as a uh, exit ramp for the Bidens. Basically, <clears throat> I don't believe for a minute that uh, the council who's looking at Hunter Biden is working, quote unquote, independently. I think you saw the leak to the preferred uh, outlet for leaks, the Washington Post. Yeah. Think about this, Malcolm. The Washington Post is not a, 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 an anti-Democrat, anti-Biden paper. Why would they be the ones who are given information regarding the potential and likely outcome of the Hunter Biden investigation and the indictment? Mm -hmm. This is all being orchestrated. The new Again, the Washington Post is not a, a an opposition paper that would be running out there to say something against the Bidens without the larger corporate approval of the Democrat uh, leadership. So I think that they're laying the groundwork for dumping Biden and trying to say, oh, oh, Biden's gone. You can come back to us now from the Republican crazies. That's what I see going on. What a very interesting perspective. I, I, I'm, I'm pleased you went there. I didn't know you were going to. In fact, a little bit late. Well, no, a little bit later in the broadcast, sir, we're going to be doing a deep dive on this Hunter Biden business you just yeah. talked about, Tony. And I wasn't figuring we'd get into that, but I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah, no, I actually had a call with a rock and roll uh, legend on this yesterday. So I don't want to give any names out, but I got this direct question about what do you think? Why? Why do you think this is going on right now? And that's the answer I, I gave. And I so you're fairly convinced that he is going down now very intentionally. So I think so. Oh, yeah, of course. And I think, again, uh, they don't want to ever admit wrongdoing like, mm -hmm. oh, our, our, our policies aren't the issue. Right. Uh, you know, as Biden said yesterday or the day before in that uh, fundraiser with the Murdochs, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Did everybody fail to notice that that fundraiser that he talked about? Uh, all the Democrat policies really working and Armageddon. That was at a Murdoch uh, fundraiser for yeah. him, the guy that runs Fox News now. People yeah. need to start connecting the dots, Malcolm. It's, yeah. this stuff yeah. is, it's right out there. It's, like, yeah. it's not like it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we all knew that Fox was in the tank for this stuff. We've seen it hump coming yeah. for some time. And bringing it right to a head, this final story with you is a head shaker. This is really a head shaker, man. And this uh, report I'll give to you now was in The Guardian, so that tells you that. Trump ally Lindsey Graham told ex-cop Capitol rioters should be shot in the head. Oh. And so this is quite the story. And so it goes on with quotes here. And there's a book coming out and all this business here. Now, as always, there's always a book, Tony. You know that. Always a yeah. book. Always. Right? And, and I said, the quote here is, you guys should have shot them all in the head, uh, he was telling. Uh, and he said, uh, we gave you guns, guns, and you should have used them. I don't understand why that didn't happen. So this is Senator Lindsey Graham. So let me just ask you straight out. What the hey is up with Lindsey Graham? I think Lindsey, without uh, having the benefit of a essentially either a firewall or a moder, you know, kind of a moderator, such in the form of John McCain, he's just getting more and more insane. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know how the people of South Carolina keep reelecting the, the knucklehead, and they do. And uh, uh, he is un unpredictable. He is a neocon. Uh, which obviously you and I have spoken about. I'm not a neocon. I don't appreciate their politics. And I think this is just more pure insanity from his side. And I, I tend to believe he's still going to go with the left on most, th most things that come down the pike. So again, I, I hope, you know, I, I live in North Carolina now. I hope the good, good, good people of South Carolina get, get some common sense and understand how dangerous 
Lindsey Graham is right. and how he needs to be uh, just removed. I mean, it's All insane. Right. Heart, heart, heart to heart now uh, in our final moment here. And I just want to ask you, cut, now we, we see, okay, we got the midterms right here in the, in the, in the front mirror right in front of us. I mean, we're right. weeks before this election. We just laid out a whole lot of things here. If everybody has followed the bouncing ball and connected any of these dots, Tony, pessimistic or optimistic are well, you? Well, I, I, I'm optimistic as far as I think uh, the Republicans are on to what's going on. I think independents are on to what's going on. Okay. But I don't have confidence that you have, uh, you're going to have honest results in New York with Zeldin, uh, Nevada, uh, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, especially Pennsylvania. Uh, any Anybody that looks at some of these candidates is like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, Oz in Pennsylvania has issues, but uh, a guy who lived in his parents' basement until he's 40 I don't know how that guy's going to make a good governor. And I'd like to believe most people would understand that. So I'm confident that people see what's going on in a lot of these places. I'm not, the confident they're right going to, I'm not confident that the system which they're voting in will allow. That's the, the, that you're just nailed it. Right there. And what about, be, and what about Warnock yeah. in Georgia? Same thing. Uh, Warnock, same thing, same thing. I mean, he's a Marxist but, for God's sake. You know? He's literally a Marxist. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I know. I think people have woken up. I just don't know if the political apparatchiks who have control of the system will allow mm. honest results to come in. And that's, that's the million dollar question about. right there. No, you yep. said it perfectly here. Uh, Tony, thank you always uh, for your perspective. I mean, you laid out a very compelling case that should wake every American up, left, right, and center here. Thank you, sir. Oh, always great to be on with you, Malcolm. Thank you. Do Americans understand the danger in shutting down opposing viewpoints? Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and his abandon of Twitter. And by the way, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaver was banned from Twitter sometime ago. He had a hell of a following there and held court, but he was thrown off as well as many other good people. And now McCullough has been tossed off as well. Um, unbelievable. We'll take that up next, friends. Uh, stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out here. Welcome back, my fellow Americans, and to all our dear friends around the globe. Big, big program today. You know, there's a connecting force between a shaper who you were just listening to and Dr. Peter McCullough, who's coming on now. You know, Tony, as many of you probably know, had a massive following on social media, on Twitter specifically, I'm speaking about. 
and uh, he was banned, uh, censored, thrown off some time ago. He used to hold court there all the time and was thrown off when they, uh, uh, you know, went through and threw a lot of people off back at the Trump era. And uh, now we see that happening again with Dr. Peter McCullough. And so here's what I pose to you here coming into this. And, and think about this a moment here. In a divided society where villains and heroes, you know, we celebrate both sides, right? Everybody's celebrating somebody. When public figures are removed, you know, it was it, people thought this was all about Trump. This wasn't all about Trump. When they're banned, censored, and just totally removed from these platforms, in the country, there's both applause and outrage, both, right? I mean, do Americans really understand the danger in shutting down opposing viewpoints? That's the question. We'll start right there again. And welcome on. Dr. Peter McCullough is here. It's an academic internist. Cardiologist. I haven't said this in a while, Peter, because I never, you don't need any introduction anymore. <laughs> An epidemiologist from Dallas, Texas. I hardly ever say that anymore, don't I? You know? Well, uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And so, uh, okay, we we knew this was coming. Uh, I, I, I say that reluctantly, but I mean, you were being very careful on the platform. I know this firsthand, being very careful about the steps you took, that you were, we were all submitted to the community guidelines, whatever the hell they may be on any given day here. But let me ask you that big question before we dive into the what happened in your case. Do you think people really understand at this point the danger and shutting down opposing viewpoints? I think at this point in time, the country should be outraged if anybody's viewpoint is shut down. Uh, you know, the whole idea of having social media, email, posts, America Out Loud is to get different viewpoints. I mean, you know, the, the topic, the, the title of shows are viewpoints, right? Yeah. So um, when there is a common carrier, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, Getter, and they're a common carrier, they're a, a meeting place, people sign up, uh, the carrier itself benefits from advertising. So they actually monetize activities on their site. So they're benefiting, they're generating revenue. You can see Twitter's revenue they're generating. And advertisers would want to advertise if there's a lot of interesting activity on the platform. So when there is a public figure on the platform and there is interesting activity, it's of everyone's benefit to be there. The, the common carrier makes money. Uh, people get different viewpoints, different sources of information. And this has all happened in the context of Twitter and medical censorship. So you give me some background. I previously had a Twitter account called Cove 19 Treatments. Uh, it had a green C-19 emblem uh, with it. And it was very popular uh, since the onset of the pandemic about getting early treatment to patients with COVID. Twitter shut down that account after uh, about 20,000 followers and after about a year of activity. And there were several warnings and um, they had finally said, we're shutting down your account. And so there was active suppression, you know, open and active suppression about treatment of COVID-19. So I restarted a new account just under my name. So listen, it's me. I'm out there and I'm just not going to mention, uh, you know, any of these words directly. People can can go to the, the source information, read about treatment of COVID-19. They can go read about vaccines. I'm just going to give my analysis. And so what happened was, uh, a lawsuit was raised about my first account. And so I became a plaintiff in a lawsuit against Twitter. And that lawsuit contended that, you know, that they can't shut down people's accounts uh, because of, well, you know, what Twitter views as 
uh, either information or misinformation. And Twitter prevailed actually in the uh, proceedings leading, you know, the court proceedings. And they prevailed on what's called SLAP, a strategic lawsuit against public participation. Twitter claims by canceling people's accounts and manipulating accounts that Twitter itself can participate in the COVID-19 conversation, Malcolm. You know, you, you said something interesting that I think everybody needs to realize with what you just put out. What it means is this. This is not about money then. The, you, As you just laid out, they're capitalistic uh, tendencies to obviously they're making money with these things. I mean, you can see that, but this is not about money, Peter. This has got nothing to do with money then. So what has this got to do with if it's not about money? Well, this is what's come out. So Twitter prevails based on slap. So Twitter says they can manipulate accounts in order to express their viewpoints. But why not have Twitter executives just get accounts and let exactly. them express their viewpoints? Exactly. Why, why do they have to manipulate it through me or you? So what happens? That, that's a great point. Well, hold on. What you just said is so critical because, but they're not doing that. They're using us as scapegoats and putting us against each other because there's a bigger agenda. Well, they can tip the prevailing view, right? So if they cancel out everybody who thinks we should treat COVID, then the prevailing view is we can't treat COVID. And it goes on and on. So what happened was American First Legal, another legal group, was suing Twitter for freedom of information and the CDC, and they got the information, it's out on the web, where um, they found that the CDC was actively meeting with Facebook and Twitter and crafting the false agenda, guiding them on whose accounts to cancel and how they should craft the message on this false public health agenda. So this was actually a U.S. government operation. So no wonder Twitter feels so justified uh, in doing this. Well, this advanced to the point where uh, it was well known that I was uh, the doctor of medical authority that had the most followers on Twitter. And I would post and I have posted thousands of abstracts, manuscripts on COVID-19, just, just the facts. I show the graphical abstract, say this is what the study found and then I would reflexively post them on True, so, true Social <clears throat> and Getter, <clears throat> and those audiences grew over time. So, uh, so this uh, went along, and then what happened is what I call the Thursday night massacre. I finished my patients uh, at the hospital. I came home, and my phone was blowing up that Twitter was canceling my account. And when I went on, the first thing I saw is, Twitter zeroed out my accounts. They took away all my followers. They took away all my followers. And I screenshot it. I said, that violates the community rules. Twitter cannot delete all uh, everyone's followers. And then the next thing that happened, it says my account was suspended. So all day on Friday, yesterday, my legal team and my IT team uh, worked uh, fiercely with Twitter back and forth, back and forth about uh, the uh, argument that they can't do this to reinstate my account. And then Twitter has shown some pliability here. So we'll see what happens right now. My Twitter account is uh, suspended. You know, Alex Berenson, a journalist, he did have to go to court and ultimately prevailed and had his Twitter account restored. But, you know, thousands of posts on scientific data and Twitter and, 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 and the, the pattern was consistent for a year. So if I if I if I was accused of not following the community rules, why didn't they cancel me a year ago? Mm -hmm. Why now? So there's so many questions. I think everybody out there on social media ought to be asking themselves, um, what are they doing on social media? Can they get a fair play of things? 
Um, uh, you know, this idea of being careful, should we really have to be careful? Right. Shouldn't we be able to express our opinions to begin with? You know, you can go on Twitter, Malcolm, and you can find wide open pornography, mm-hmm. wide open. So it's not, uh, it's not about, uh, uh, you know, age appropriate information or anything else. It's right. actually Twitter colluding with U.S. government agencies to craft a false yes, Yeah, well, this is supposed to be the United States of America. It's where speech was honored and treasured. Uh, and this was supposed to be the conduit for social media outlets. Uh, let me ask you, with, in regards to Twitter, with all the social media companies, if we're being tossed off like we're being tossed off, and there's a whole series of very prominent people, Peter, that have been thrown off of Twitter specifically here, and uh, touch on another one in a moment, but why do we keep going back? Like you were thrown off as well with the C-19 thing. And I remember when you were on there with that group, when you created that account and you were thrown off. Then why do we keep going back to Twitter? I'm asking. Because Twitter, I think, has about a third of the world on Twitter. It's that big. Twitter is that big, Malcolm, and people are on it. It's fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the videos, the feeds are fast. And I think of all the social media platforms, it's it, it's the biggest. I mean, yeah. give them credit. They invented something yeah. that people really want to use. But in my view, <clears throat> what really needs to happen legally is have all these social media uh, companies be set as common carriers. They can have federal trade, uh, federal communication uh, rules like uh, you know nudity, profanity, and things like that. But outside of that, it should be a free, free and fair exchange of opinions. <clears throat> Don't forget, people have the ability to block other people. So if there's someone expresses profanity or says something that's offensive, one can always block them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's always fair game. Yeah. Now, Twitter, your description of it is is probably accurate. Most people would agree. It's polished. It's got the polish down pretty well as a social media unit. Uh, it was at the top of that. And that probably is part of the attraction, Peter, that people go to Twitter for because it's smooth, it's silky, it's fast, it's quick, it's ac- it does what it needs to do. Some of the others are not as spontaneous as that, although they are getting better, frankly, uh, and made many of them a copy of the model that Twitter had, in fact. Uh, so with with Twitter then, uh, and where you're at right now, do you, is your sense, do you think they're going to, reinstate this account, do you think? Or do you think it'll be a, a, a legal fight? I think it's a 50-50 right now. I just saw the emails that came through last night. Okay. Just the fact that they're responding and uh, interacting with my team. You know, the other thing that came out is uh, my team said, listen, I want to back up the account. There's thousands of posts on there. Exactly. And Twitter did not allow the backup of the account. I said, listen, that's not in the community rules. You can't wipe out someone's followers, wipe out the account and not let them back up all the data. You can at least back up the, the treasured uh, electronic yeah. data. Yeah. So we're in discussions now. I'm certainly yeah. having a burn rate on this, Malcolm, uh, and, and this violation of the community rules without telling you what community rules. And, and, and since I had a pattern, an established pattern of tweeting, which did not change over the course of the year, Right. that uh, this whole question of, well, why shut it down now? Well, I can tell you, we're right on the heels of California AB 292098. This is a stunning new law signed into law by Gavin Newsom in California. It's the Dr. Muzzle Law. Mm-hmm. And I yep. know we've had features on this on the platform, yep. 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 but this is a law that basically says doctors cannot give a fair appraisal of this evolving pandemic with their patients. 
It's unbelievable. And they're, they're, they'd be muzzling a whole uh, society at that point, a whole community. Uh, it's unbelievable. What do you think with the Elon Musk factor? Does he um, does that change? I mean, it looks like that relationship is on again. If everything goes smoothly, he will be the new owner. And of course, it's been a real rocky road with him and Twitter. Do you think that changes anything or is he part of the answer or part of the problem? I think it actually had an impact because a few days before the Thursday massacre, I noticed about 3,000 followers taken right off my account. It went down by 3,000. I got a bunch of messages from my team and other people saw their accounts destabilized about three or four days ago, the day that it was announced that the Musk acquisition was back on. And then about 2,000 followers were added back. And do you know what I think that was? That was a change out of the bot teams. You know, bots, B-O-T, B-O-T the, the, the electronic followers, they are assigned to different accounts uh, trying to attack and, and degrade uh, the accounts. I think they changed a team of bots on me and they probably used a whole new set of terms and that's how they ultimately took me down. So uh, bot attacks are uh, now well recognized in social media. I had a bot attack on my Telegram account and my team tells me it was actually about 60,000 bots that attacked my account and they all simultaneously reported my Telegram account to Telegram that it was a fake account. So Telegram in turn announced to the world that my real account was in fact fake. And then I had to work tremendously mm. there to try to revive my account back to real. So the, you know there are electronic, we know we're not shooting bullets at each other, Malcolm, but these are electronic wars. Uh, one of the best named shows out there is Alex Jones's show, InfoWars. We are in a war of information. Equal to Twitter uh, is going to be YouTube and Facebook are equal to the censoring going on there. And in fact, I'll share with you, I'm not even sure you're aware of this at all, Peter, but uh, just in the last oh, couple of days, uh, the Energetic Health Institute, Institute itself, uh, the school, by the way, Dr. Henry Ely, uh, they shut him down and threw him off of YouTube. And he was absolutely furious being a school and educational source. They throw them off of YouTube. Uh, so it's more than just Twitter. It's a lot of these other companies as well. There's wide open corruption. And so I think what's behind this, honestly, I think it's a U.S. government operation. I think it's CIA, FBI, mm -hmm. CDC. Uh, this is an agenda. This is an agenda. Shut down any information, any hope of health freedom. What they want is they want a needle in every arm, everyone to line up. That's the only thing that's going to be acceptable to the government agencies. This is a government operation. And I think that's the reason why the companies are so compliant. You know, I can't prove everything that I just conjectured, but I can tell you it's coming out in legal documents, document after document after document. It was released uh, commu early community rules for YouTube. They were going to ban or undermine any mention of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And the question is, how did, how did they know so early to do this? Who gave them direction? Mm. Who at YouTube decided this? Mm. Who, you know, mm. at, 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 you know the, the real question is, who at these entities are making these decisions? These are mystery decisions. Uh, I uh, challenged one of my patients on Thursday. I, she goes, well, my, my company mandated the vaccine. I said, who at your company made that decision? She goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, didn't you ask? She goes, well, no, I didn't. I said, why not? I'm afraid. Malcolm, nobody knows who behind the scenes is doing all these things. It never says who at the CDC you know, decided to do this, who at YouTube, who at Facebook, 
Who actually is making the decisions on my account, your account? No one knows. This is a giant mystery. And you can imagine this plausible deniability here is going to be the shield that everyone's going to try to use. And that is Dr. Peter McCullough. And uh, what an interesting perspective uh, combined both of these conversations here. There's a reason we talk about these uh, products all the time on America Out Loud, and that is the power of Healthy Cell. Uh, Healthy Cell is is an amazing micro gel product, uh, and you get ultra absorption into your body of the product. Immune Super Boost, three words, vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, echinacea extract, elderberry extract. It is a tremendous product, and our listeners get 25% off any of the health the cell products. I just use the code OUTLOUD, friends, to get that 25% off that first order. Uh, and uh, the OUTLOUD is the code. Or just click the banner ad back at americaoutloud.com. You'll see the strategic partnerships right there. Also want to give a shout out to Cofix RX and Clear. Now, Cofix is made with a povidine iodine. <clears throat> These are the nasal rinses now that you hear Dr. McCullough and I talk about all the time. And this will help with pathogens, superbugs, viruses, SARS-CoV-2, anything that's a problem for your respiratory system and tract. This is the way to go. Now, Cofix RX, our listeners get 20% off that. Use the code out loud again. Uh, and you can use the Cofix RX. A lot of research and stuff back on the platform. Just click those banner ads again. The other one is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Tremendous product. And this one is available at pharmacies and grocery stores uh, nationwide. Uh, you can get there. Just look that up there, Clear. Uh, that one's made with xylitol, but again, will kill all the pathogens, the viruses, superbugs, uh, tremendous product. Uh, so those are all nasal hygiene, healthy immune systems, and you'll be looking good in the big city, my friends here. Uh, well, listen, up next here. A new developments in the Hunter Biden saga. Uh, remember, at the center of this debate now is the censoring of the Hunter Biden laptop story leading up to the 2020 election. And there's a whole lot more happening in the news cycle right now with the Biden saga. We'll take all that up, friends, next on Viewpoint this Sunday. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. 
The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Melkbaum out here. and uh, Always a privilege to be with you, my friends, and welcome in uh, not only our audience here in, uh, in our great nation, but from around the world. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you in on the broadcast here. It's been quite a program thus far, and it's going to get a little more interesting just ahead here. You know, a lot of the developments that we've been talking about in connecting these dots in the Hunter Biden saga are front and center to what we'll talk about next, which also keeps a mind placed to the whole censorship thing we were just discussing with McCullough and uh, the fact of the censoring of the Hunter Biden laptop is one of the most explosive stories that was completely censored uh, in the 2020 election. So that is very relevant here. Uh, joining me on the broadcast now for the very first time, excited to have him on. Greg Bolden is here. And uh, Greg is, uh, he's a, well, he's, he's a thinker. A thinker is a great place to start, but he's a political analyst as well. But what I really like about Greg is he's a high school teacher. And it puts him right in the perspective of understanding mindsets and what, what our generation is thinking out there. So it's very, very cool. He has a terrific show. It's a new broadcast on America Out Loud. Uh, You can catch directly on podcast now on our network, America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. It's part of our platform. You'll see that uh, it's a Monday through Friday show, so it keeps you pretty busy, Greg, huh? It keeps me very busy, and uh, good to be here, everybody. I'm glad to be on your show. It's terrific to have you here. So let's jump first now into this. Uh, So there are three headlines I took from the Hunter Biden deal I wanted to talk with you about. One is uh, CNN, one's a Washington Post, which was uh, uh, part of the story, and the Politico. Let's jump into the Politico first. So they say this. uh, uh, This is quite interesting. Sure. The headline on this, Greg, says, if Hunter Biden gets indicted, there's an upside for Joe. And so it says, but even if the case against Hunter isn't as conclusive as the anonymous agents tell the Washington Post it is, then the president should, after shaking off the natural parental gloom, allow himself a moment to celebrate the political gain of your crack-smoking, drug-ridden son. That's me talking now, forgive me. That wasn't exactly political there, but uh, back to Politico. Uh, He says he stands to reap in the wake of Hunter Biden's criminal justice misfortune. A Hunter Biden indictment and prosecution would demonstrate the integrity of the, you can't make this stuff up, Greg, of the Justice Department. So all of a sudden, the Hunter Biden indictment is going to be good for business uh, for the Justice Department and to bring justice back to the land of free and the home of the brave. Um, and, uh, so what do you think of this story with Politico? Is this an upside for Joe Biden? And uh, it, does it, it is. play out? It's an amazing upside for Joe Biden. It's actually correct in many ways. Think about Merrick Garland and what he's doing in Mar-a-Lago. Think about if they're able to say we're an indicting Donald Trump and we're going to indict Hunter Biden at the same time. Look how unbiased we are. Look at the fact that we can do both sides. We're doing what America wants us to do. And this is the fraud, I believe, that is going to be uh, sold to all of us. If we look back at Hunter Biden uh, in 2019, when the laptop first was put into John Paul uh, Mac Isaac's hands, we've known and the government has known for a long time about the drug issues. We've known about the gun charges. We've known about tax evasion. We've known about collusion with Ukraine. And the government has done nothing about it. So the fact that we're now at the spot where we're going to talk about taxes, we're going to talk about the gun charges that 
me as a Delaware resident, and I actually interviewed the guy on the show who has a firsthand account. Mm -hmm. The fact we're finally talking about this is almost insulting to the American public. Uh, it took three years to get here, and I believe it took the fact that we have a president who can literally pardon his son after these charges are coming down. You and I don't have that benefit. The average person does not have that benefit, and it's wrong. You know, I was asked that the other day, actually, is that it was, I was asked that question. Do you think Joe Biden, uh, he will clearly pardon his son? Uh, so let me ask you that question. Does he pardon his son if that happens? Well, take his comments down in Florida to the mayor. He said, no one, and I can't quote because the show, you know, I, you have the listening audience, but he cursed. Uh, no one messes, I'm going to use that word, with a Biden. Uh, he's not going to let anything happen to his kids. Not at all. Never. Mm -hmm. So so this is all for not then, other than what? Uh, that It's public relations. That's all this is. It's public relations. Public relations. So really, the, the, the rich, uh, famous, and connected more so get a pass, basically, Greg, huh? Uh, that's the system in America, it seems. It, it does. And we're seeing that time out every single time. Uh, so, all right, beyond that, uh, the um, these charges now, it, which we've already kind of... Uh, it's low hanging fruit. But again, mm -hmm. as you say, at the end of the day, he's probably not going down. You know, I, I, I was wondering here last few days, I was just thinking a bit here, Greg, how do how do the I wonder how the Bidens look themselves in the mirror? Uh, I assume they do. They probably have mirrors in the Oval Office, I'm guessing. Uh, but I'm speaking of Joe and Jill. Uh, not Jack and Jill, but Joe and Jill, very similar people with a tail there that fell down the mountaintop, I think, with a with a bucket. Right. And uh, but I'm wondering, how do they look themselves in the mirror uh, when their son is he is the most publicized crack smoking individual uh, on the planet Earth? Uh, it, it is it is ludicrous at any level, no matter what they are. How do they look themselves in the mirror and not be ashamed of this uh, publicity tour? Well, just so you know, Malcolm, living in Delaware, uh, Hunter Biden's not the only Biden member with drug addiction issues, um, but I'm not going to go much further than there because I don't want to get into tabloid reporting. But it's a well-known fact in Delaware that it goes beyond Hunter. Hmm. Um, I will say this. They can look themselves in the mirror because Hunter is a mule. Hunter is the agent for which the Biden family has made tons of money. I'm going to hmm. tell your, your listeners a story that I've been sitting on. Okay. I'm going to give you an exclusive to today here on Sunday. I want all uh, of your listeners to Google right now. If you have opportunity to, if you're driving, don't, 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 don't Google yet. Google largest auto dealer in the Ukraine. What you're going to find out is you're going to see a dealership called Winter Automotive. Winter Automotive got its start all the way back in 1973 in Wilmington, Delaware, the same exact year that Joe Biden goes to Washington, D.C. In 1993, Joe Biden brokered a deal in the Ukraine for Winner to become the Ford automotive dealership in the Ukraine. Since that time, they've taken over all auto dealerships. Winner is the number one dealership in the Ukraine. And beyond that, Malcolm, they also now are the number one commercial building real estate company in the entire country. Since 1993, when this started, money has been funneling back to Joe Biden. And so he needs agents in order to make sure money laundering and things cannot be tied back to him. Hunter Biden's nothing more than a mule, and he can look himself in the mirror because he's swimming in cash. That's exactly why. Yeah, I think you lay out a very compelling case that reminds people um, of the uh, connecting of dots we've been doing on this broadcast today 
has been just remarkable. Um, I want to transition a little bit, talk to you. I would love your perspective and opinion on some of the censorship business going on right now, Greg, okay? We're seeing at a level that we've never seen before. Uh, We've just had a couple of big players on the broadcast on Viewpoint uh, who have literally been thrown off, banned, censored, and shadow banned, and then tossed off the network. And it's not just Twitter. It's YouTube. It's Facebook. It's it's these... um, uh, you know, these these big uh, juggernauts in the tech world that have taken control and they want their dialogue to be the word. It's not about money. Obviously, it's not a money model, a business model. It's an agenda model of some sort. I think we've discovered now the censoring that's going on with the recent ban and now in the last few days of, of McCullough, which he and I talk often about this. We knew it was going to happen at some point. Uh, you know, I, I was born in Americans up front here. That you know, it's like it's like that story that goes, Greg, where you know they, they came for my friend, they came for my uncle, they came for my dog. I was okay with that until they came for me, and then you know what they hit the fan, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of live in a society of villains and heroes here, is what I would say. And you know, our country, half of the country is going to applaud, like when they threw Trump off, half is of all oh, that rotten SOB, and half is outraged. Do you think at this point, with all the damage now, really there, do you think Americans understand the danger in shutting down these opposing viewpoints? Yes and no. Um, I think we're really polarized on whether or not people realize it. Um, I think you have one side. First, let's talk, let's let's back up. Let's talk about what censorship is for listeners, right? It's a suppression of information and ideas. And normally it's from people that find something objectionable or dangerous to their authoritative state. So the individuals that are doing this find people like Dr. McAuliffe dangerous to what they want to authoritatively put out there and all these other people that are being censored, misinformation, malinformation, whatever information it is, right? And this is nothing new. If we go back, this goes all the way back to the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire tried to control the information. Uh, the struggle of freedom of expression goes back to the playwright uh, Euripides, uh, who talked about how he was trying to defend the true liberty of freeborn men. And people wanted to point out that what is freedom? So I'm going to use baseball as an analogy with that as the background. All right. If you follow baseball and here we are in the middle of you know playoffs for baseball for our sports fans listening, and the sport has moved to analytics. And managers that have been in the game for 60 years are arguing with the analytics people over what they know from what they've seen from 60 years of experience. And the analytics, the science is saying, nope, we got to move this player over to this direction. And when the ball is hit into the spot where the manager knew that was going to be hit, all of a sudden everybody goes, well, how did he know that? And this is where I feel that the danger is the American public needs to wake up to when you remove voices like our good doctor, what we are doing is removing his empirical evidence of years of experience. We're removing somebody who has a a hall of fame credentialed list in order to speak on medicine. And we are replacing it with the authoritative information. It doesn't mean that we all get everything right every single time. It doesn't mean the manager's call is going to be right every time, but the manager's calls in baseball are valid and removing those voices is dangerous to progress as a free society, as well as a safe society. We are less safe because of the censorship going on. And uh, I don't know how to fight back uh, other than if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're listening to this on the radio right now, whichever way you chose to digest it, share it, 
go to americaoutloud.com, start sharing that page with friends, sending it through email. You know, the, we cannot be silenced because silencing this is going to completely disrupt the entire system. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, America Out Loud is based and built on free speech. It's based on liberty and justice for all. And and we're in the we're in the heat of many battles right now that are coming after uh, the conversations, the talk, the network. Uh, it's consistent, uh, but we never lose sight of uh, of what that goal is and what we're here to do and accomplish. There's a lot more to tell or to write actually about this story, to be sure. The New York Times had a uh, very interesting piece, which I'll be talking about uh, ahead here uh, in future days. Elon Musk's Twitter will be a wild ride, Greg. It says his deal to buy the company is back on. Here are six predictions about Twitter under Musk's control if it happens. One, he's going to clean house, starting with firing Twitter's chief executive. Uh, Two, employees will revolt. Three, Donald Trump will return to Twitter, along with a swarm of other right-wing cultural warriors. Uh, four, it probably won't change the midterms, but 2024 could be the Elon election. Uh, five, Twitter will be uh, will kill unpopular features, go after bots and introduce new subscription products. And six, Musk will remain the center of attention. What do you think about those six points and the wild ride? And does this deal happen with Elon Musk? Is it good or bad for Twitter? So the court cases have been going down here about uh, 40 miles from my house here in Delaware. Uh, where Musk has been meeting in courts with his lawyers and trying to talk through this. All signs point at this point that this deal is happening. Uh, The deal is happening. There's rumors going through Delaware that uh, Twitter had given him some um, discounts if he were to keep on the staff, if he were to maintain certain bans, and he rejected all of it and said, I'll pay full price. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the rumors, I've been trying to verify that. As far as those talking points go in the disruption in elections and whether or not this brings us back to a more balanced, conservative and liberal viewpoints on one platform, I think you have to ask yourself another question. Who is Elon Musk? Is Elon Musk part of the WEF where these billionaires believe that they have the control for the future to be the new democracy? Or is Elon Musk truly independent with his billions of dollars? And the jury's still out on that. I, I I like Elon Musk. I like what he stands for and a lot of what he talks about and trying to be that common sense person down the middle. But I'm not sure that that's who he is. I think when you get that much money, you know, that, that, that type of money corrupts. And I'm not sure that he is the uh, person that we are expecting him to mm-hmm. be in the future. So I don't want to take a hardline stance on one or the other. Does it have the ability to do everything you just stated from that article? Absolutely. Am I putting all my eggs in that basket? Not at all, because I've been burned too many times and seen this play out too many different ways to imagine that this is all going to be altruistically a good thing for Twitter and for our users. Uh, Perfectly said there. And um, uh, my fellow Americans, that is a wrap here. That is all the time we have here. We've connected some pretty big dots today on the program. It is a broadcast that uh, is uh, an important one. Share it uh, far and wide, of course. Let's get it out there. Um, there's a lot of work to do. It's, it's, we're only at the beginning of an enormous amount of work to do if liberty and justice will prevail in our great nation. I thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>